message record. Yeah, it is. You might want to put on a bongo if I use one of put so good. Here comes a stool. Well, it is just an honor to be in your presence again. It's been a while for me. Thank you. And just as I as I start out, I would like to um, break in my face. You can bring it forward. I remain conscious. <laughs> As I start out, I'd like to just give a couple words of encouragement just because I love I love encouraging people and because I've been here a while, I have to like save them up, you know. So um, I know this is a truth that we all know that we're we're a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. And yet the Lord just spoke to me about that the other day about how you know, I'm not a, we're not a, a weekend retreat place for the Holy Spirit. We're not like a cabin for the Holy Spirit. We're not even, we're not even the home He comes home to after work. He works from home. He, he dwells in us all the time. And he, he just works in and through us all the time. So I just want to bless you guys with that. That was, it really hit me in a cool place. So wanted to share that. And another thing that the Lord just kind of spoke to me about is I feel like I feel like sometimes we have uh, spiritual anorexia and it really it really grieves the Lord. Like there's people who look in the mirror and they're always too fat. It doesn't matter, you know, what they really look like. And I just feel like with our sometimes with our prayer lives and our devotion be, before God, our secret life that we just fixate on that and we always think it's less than it than it should be. Can we always grow in that? Sure. But the Lord just wants us to keep our eyes on Him and not fixate on that. So I just, I just want to pray those two things as we start. God, I thank You that You, Holy Spirit, You tabernacle with us, that we're, we're Your dwelling place, and, and you work from in us. You work from home. You're always there. You never leave us or forsake us. Mm-hmm. And God, I, I ask that you would lead us into more fervent, more persistent uh, prayer times and times with you. And yet, help us to keep our focus on you, Jesus, and not on our own lack. God, deliver us, free us from fixating on our, our lack of prayer, our lack of, of devotion to you, so that we can freely pursue you and, and run with you and frolic with you and, and, and go where you want us to go. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, tonight I'm going to talk about, um, I'm going to talk about dreams, um, we talk a lot about dreams here, and God's given us each a dream inside of us, and just for us to fulfill our destiny in Christ Jesus. And uh, so, part of what I want to do is help us to identify, um, help us to really identify our dreams and some of our core passions in life, our core desires. 
and how those can play out in the dreams. And also just to... Um, and, and so as I do that, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell some of my story, some, of, um, some testimony, and also intermingled with that, I'm going to tell the story of Moses, because I think it, it just fits really well with, with where we're going and, and some of the things. So I'm going to kind of piggyback back and forth between my story and Moses' story, and we're just going to, I just, my hope is just to encourage you guys to, um, that the Lord would even light on your hearts a dream, or maybe a dream that's been dormant for a while. And by dream, we're not talking about night dreams, but just passions the Lord's put in our heart that we just, we can't not do. It, it's part of our destiny to uh, expand God's kingdom on this earth and to help redeem it. So, um, my, I believe that there's what I like to call snapshots in our life. They're just like little memories from our past that are clues to our dream. Uh, certain um, certain situations we were put in, or certain giftings we had, or or a painting we did in, when we were in kindergarten, or something like that, that just helped t- our clues to our dream. So, uh, Naomi, could you throw me the bear, please? Thank you. <laughs> this is, um, I just want to give you a couple snapshots from my life that are clues into some of my dream. Um, this here is... Uh, my mother's prayer bear for me. She she hugs it and prays for me and stuff, so it's really cool. But also what's really cool about it is it has a little uh, pants here that say mechanical genius. And um, <laughs> these were actually mine when I was two years old. She bought them for me, so it, 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 was, it was one of the few things, it was one of the few things that she kept of my little stuff, not knowing at the time, you know, where I'd be now, but, and now it's here on my prayer bear, so, <laughs> thanks Naomi. You are a mechanical genius. I am. <laughs> and, uh, so, there's the mechanical genius bear, that's a snapshot into, into part of my dream, what the Lord's created me to do, and, um, and also, at a young age, I was very inventive. I was just always coming up with new things. Of course, necessity is the mother of invention, so I was always raising my hand in class and my arm got sore, so I made this thing that was like a, it was like a two by four with a glove on it. I could just hold it up there. I really brought it to class. Oh, and then, you, you remember, you remember how you had the Valentine's Day? Um, uh, boxes and everybody decorated theirs and just made it the best they could make it. I made a robot on top of a remote control car. So, my mom begins to have this photo album of all my inventions. But anyways, uh, later on in life, after I got my license and stuff, I got a uh, I got a lowrider pickup truck, and that was just the sweetest thing to me. And I've I've had it for 11 years. I still have it, and it's it's I've you know there was a time in my life where I just spent all my money and all my time on it, but um, it's it's just a blessing to enjoy that and to hang out with that crowd. And the Lord's given me uh, kingdom opportunities through that and stuff. So, and then after high school, I went to welding school, and I've been welding on and off for 10 years. Um, 
but I'll, I'll tell you more, a little bit more about my dream later on, but those are just snapshots, and I want to, by telling my story tonight, I don't want to make it about me, but what I want to do is help you see, like, things that are clues to your dream, and those snapshots, those things that are, that you see from your past, those little things, little memories like that, that there seems to be a con continuity, a theme to it. And I'd like to look at some snapshots of Moses' dream. In Exodus chapter 2, we know that um, <coughs> I love this. Uh, Exodus chapter 2, verse 2. This is Moses' mother. It says, the woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. When she could hide him no longer, she, He's a fine child. she took him for a basket made of, made of some stuff. And Anyways, she put it in the river and, and saved Moses. I, I heard somebody laughing at fine child. I think every translation of this is peculiar, because there's fine child, one translation says, an unusual child. <laughs> Can you imagine? Huh, what an unusual, unusual child. I think I'll make a basket and put him in a river. <laughs> and, and another translation says, a beautiful child. Well, what mother doesn't think their child's beautiful? So they're all kind of peculiar. But anyways, it was a, pro it was a prophetic thing, you know, that, that her, his mother saved Moses. And he would later save thousands. You know, it was a, it was a prophetic thing. Uh, when he was when he was a grown man, in verse uh, two, chapter eleven, uh, we see that he there was a a Hebrew who was being abused by an Egyptian, and he rescued him with his bare hands. You know, killed the guy and buried him in the sand, etc. So, you know, it might have not have been the best plan, and and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but. Um, <laughs> But here he is, he's got this, you know, Paul talks about what makes you sad, what makes you glad, you know, what makes you mad. People being oppressed just pushed Moses' buttons, you know, and that's a snapshot into his dream. Um, then, then here, after he did that, then he's fleeing for his life from Pharaoh, right? And verse 16 says, Now the priests of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. The shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and saved them and watered their flock. I think this is huge because he, he was running for his life, stressed out. He had this certain life, but now in the Pharaoh's palace, and now he's just off in the desert. He's stressed out. He's probably worn out from running. And so, things that usually, there's a lot of things you don't want to do when you're at that place. And so, when, when you're at your place of being most stressed out and most worn down and most uh, uncomfortable surroundings, and you do that which becomes so natural to you because it's in you, it's your passion. And so, that's another snapshot to mm -hmm. most of yeah. uh, Verse 16 and 17 of chapter 2.
And then, um, we know also that it says in Hebrews, though he didn't, I don't think he literally sprinkled blood in every doorway during the Passover, it says that basically Moses saved them from the, from the angel of death that passed over. And then, of course, we know that Moses led them out of their oppression eventually. And even this, I think this is so beautiful. He, Moses, saved, um, Moses saved his people from God, from the wrath of God. In Exodus 32, verses 11 to 14. You'll probably find it before I do. Halfway through verse 11, here he's pleading with the Lord. He says, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Further down verse 12, Turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against your people. And then verse 14, this is beautiful. And the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken of bringing on his people. So it's easy at the end of Moses' life to see all these snapshots as to what his dream was. I mean, he was he wanted to bring people out of oppression. And he did it in all the seasons of his life. And it was a prophetic act that his, um, that his mother saved him at birth. And it was a prophetic act when my mother saw that I was a fine child, and she bought the overalls for me that said Mechanical Genius. So, I was a fine child. An unusual child. Or a beautiful child. Take your pick. I, I, was, I heard a, a message recently, um, a podcast on the internet from Dave Householder in, out in California, and it, the message was entitled "Unlimited Desire," and he talked about he talked about your determining your core desires in life, and like we have smaller desires, but really your core desires. So, and these are things that um, they're unending passions in you. They just don't go away. They don't relent. And another 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 key to your core desires could be ways that you most naturally connect with God. You know, for Mary, it was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And for Martha, although we get down on her, it was serving. That's how she naturally connected with God. And that's how, that, I think that was just one of her core desires, was to be a servant to the core. That was one of her core desires. And our dreams, they come out of that. They come out of our core desires. It's almost like a, it's almost like a, um, like a, a galaxy where there's the center, there's these core desires, and then dreams come out of that. And sometimes they're, we have several core desires, and they're kind of mingled together, and it just amplifies their effect for the kingdom. So I encourage you guys to just select, uh, you know, three to five words that really, really define your your core desires, and. Again, not to make it about me, but I just want to share some, the Lord just after listening to this message, I thought it would be this big searching process, but it came pretty quickly. 
what these words for me were. And these words can kind of cover a lot. So I'm just going to I'm going to tell you mine so that it can help you see how they kind of cover a lot these words. For me one of my core desires is to create. And that comes from the creative process in my mind of like inventing things and then also the Lord has gifted me as a skilled craftsman to actually build what I've in my mind to make. So it kind of encompasses a lot for me to say create. I mean I I, that can go from food to metal to dramas to, you know, whatever. So create covers a lot for me. But that's one of my core passions, core desires. Uh, another one is free. To, to bring greater freedom to people. Whether that means freedom from a physical ailment or freedom especially uh, to their souls for salvation. That's just a huge core desire in me. Also to serve, like Martha and also to encourage. That's huge for me. So, oftentimes these one or two things, like I said, they can be coupled together in dreams, um, multiplying the impact. Like, for example, the Lord has recently just put a huge dream in my heart to be a metal artist as one outlet for me. And so it's great because I'm creating and I'm in that place by myself where I'm just, that's, I, there's this, I don't even know his name, but there's a there's a Chinese runner. Maybe you guys know the story, but he ran in the Olympics. He says, "When I run, I feel closest to God," and that's how it is for me when I'm, you know, making sparks fly with metal. You know, that's how I feel close to God. And so, um, but then for me to have all this art and then go to like a uptown art fair and to have a booth, that's awesome because I can. As people are coming by, I can encourage them. I can free them. You know, like I said, these these core desires, these core passions. So begin to think in your mind as you think about those core passions. Also the dreams that you have and how they kind of come together, really multiplying the impact. I also want to talk about, um, speaking of working with metal and things like that, there was a time in my life where I, um, a friend, of, a friend of mine and myself, really wanted to start a, a auto customizing business, making lowrider trucks and stuff like like I have, and um, it was just it was it was what we wanted to do, you know, and and I would just pray selfishly, Lord, we're going to do this. Put your stamp of approval on it. Lord, this is what we're going to do. Please bless it. And every once in a while, uh, I would see my... The Lord would show me my heart and I would say, Well, Lord, my heart's pretty stubborn on this. And if you want me to change directions, you're going to really have to make it clear. So, um, and he did eventually. But I, I did not heed some warning signs he was saying along the way. And so I ended up buying a house with, a, with this friend because I had a large garage. And it just, it led to a season of, um, it was kind of like a Jonah in the belly of the whale kind of season for me for about two and a half years because I made those decisions. And, and yet the Lord was so merciful. I remember even one of the guys I was talking to him about this before buying the house. And he said, this was a guy at Emmanuel Christianger. Christian Center, and he said, Andrew, I think you need to 
I think you need to take up your cross and, and follow the Lord on this one. And that meant saying no to my friend when we were about to buy this house. But I didn't listen. And so, the cross is huge for our lives. Especially in our dreams. Because we do have, we do have a shadow side. And we do have soulish desires. And sometimes we try to pursue our dreams in our own strength, in our own ways. And that's what I did. But the Lord was so merciful, even in that season of, um, of discipline for me. He trained my hands. He gave me opportunities to work at places where I could do those things, even though I wasn't customizing cars in that way. And, and also, Moses, I said we would mention this again. Let's go again to Exodus chapter 2. verse 11. It says, One day when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and looked on their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people. He looked this way and that, and seeing no one, he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. I find it very peculiar that it says he looked this way and that. I think that when I, or I know that, when I was planning this business and wanting to go forward with it, I was looking this way and that, trying to figure out a way to make it happen. Even though it was clear that the Lord was saying no. And so, sometimes we do that. Sometimes trying to pursue our dreams in our own strength, in our own ways, we look this way and that and say, how can we do this? You know, We start scheming and we're leaving the Lord out of the picture. And um, and there was consequences for Moses. I, I don't know if I don't know if his time in the in the desert was was discipline from the Lord or or if that was planned training all along. It does regardless. It wasn't an easy forty years probably for Moses. And um, but the Lord released so much grace for Moses. You know the Lord. You know leading leading sheep was you know. There was plenty of oppressors, I'm sure, in the wilderness for these sheep so that he could, you know, exercise his gifts in freeing things, you know, <laughs> freeing these sheep from their burdens, <laughs> from their heavy taskmasters, you know, so that when it came time to, uh, to deliver uh, Israel, he could do that. And so I just want to, I just really want to extend grace to you guys, maybe maybe it's a time right now where you're where you're looking this way and that and you're trying to fulfill that dream in your own way or maybe you've done that in the past and you're feeling the consequences you're feeling the weight of that the burden and maybe there's even shame attached to it and maybe you feel like um, you know God might give up on my dream he might not give me a second chance because I blew it I tried to do it my own way but that's so not true. God is so about redeeming things. And even even in the season, it, maybe there's a season of con- consequence. Um, even in that, the Lord extends so much grace, so much mercy for uh, and preparation for the seasons ahead and the dream ahead.
So, um, so just as we close, um, just it's good for us to picture those snapshots in our lives, those things that just the, the theme that we see throughout. You know, whether it be something our mom bought us as a pants as a young age, or something we did in art class, or something we did. Um, praying for healing for somebody as a young child or whatever that might be or maybe it's dancing um, and, and just to remember those core desires just try to identify a few words that can really sum it up for you that, that are really kind of broad words that cover a lot but they also encompass your dreams in them and our dreams they require faith and stewarding because a lot of times they're bigger than we are but Jesus Christ came and he lived as a man and as I as I was thinking today about his about his manhood you know laying aside his deity I was thinking what was his dream and I started to think well maybe it was Maybe it was his dream was to be a rabbi and to, to have a, a bunch of guys follow him around and just to teach him the ways of the kingdom. But I think his core desire, his biggest dream was that people would know the Father. And his whole life was about that, whether it was serving or teaching. But he was a man. And God gave him a dream. You know, that... that he might reveal the Father to people. And he, he lived his life in such a way that everything he did was to reveal the Father. And then he died in such a way so that we could be connect, reconnected to the Father. And so each one of our dreams are dual purpose. I mean, we there are things God's put within us, and they may be a, a touching point with the world, like whether it's teaching or being a doctor or a physical therapist or a lawyer. It's a touching point to the world. But it's also a way for God to touch people through our gifts, through our dreams. So, you know, it's all about Jesus. He's the center of everything, and He made the Father the center of everything. And so, we live out our dreams to glorify God. Um, as as we close here, we're gonna we're gonna break into small groups and do some ministry time, and. It could be that um, it could be that you are in a place where you don't feel like you have a dream or don't know those core desires, and it'd be a good time to to ask the Lord for that, and you can pray together for that. It could be a time where you where you know what it is, but it's it's been a long time waiting, and maybe you've even maybe just me speaking tonight has rekindled some of those things that you they just laid dormant in you for a while. So maybe you want to pray to that end, or maybe. <coughs> You're in a season where you need grace. You really need grace to pick up your cross and follow the Lord when everything in you wants to go a certain way, pursuing a dream in your own way, in your own strength. And the Lord is so gracious. I think the Lord wants to also free us, and this is uh, especially for me too, just free us of this idea that God wouldn't give us the desires of our heart, or God really isn't that good to to just bless us with what we want to do because He put it there to begin with. He really is that good. I have to remind myself that. 
He really is that good. And we, we don't need to fear. Sometimes I, I don't move forward or don't steward my dreams well because I fear that I'm going to start doing it in my own strength. Mm. We don't need to fear that. That's good. We just press into the Lord and, and stir each other on. And maybe in our, in our small groups as we're praying and stuff like that, as we hear each other's dreams, as we're bold to share, then we'll remember that, mm. you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll spur each other on when it, down the road. We'll say, hey, you know, what about that metal artist thing? Or, or what about that physical therapy thing? What about that doctor thing? How about that, that you wanted to go back to school to, you know, to become a teacher? All these things. So we can spur each other on. So let's just break up into small groups and just... I just leave it in the hands of, um, of each small group that you would just kind of decide together, are we going to you know, spend a little time just reflecting before the Lord first, or do we want to share first, or maybe somebody's really in need of ministry, and, and, and I encourage you if you are, if you're just really at a place where your heart's just crying out, and you, you really need ministry in this area, you need a touch from the Lord, that you would, that you would just boldly say that in, in your small group. Before we break up, uh, just a couple things. What did you like about what Andrew shared tonight? It's really practical. To get move forward with, you know, to, you know, ask God for those four type things. I just appreciate your heart and wanting to not be on a pedestal but helping people to find where they are and where their gifting is and to want to release them into it because yeah. it's not it's you know it's not about you but even I don't know there's some people who that may be their agenda but that's not your agenda your heart's in the right place and I just I think it's mm. awesome so I value that and appreciate that a lot. I, I really like that you're just a man. You're just a man's man. I just love you. You kept saying, it's not about me, it's not about me, but it's out of your own story that you, that you say, right. this is what I've experienced. Yeah, and, right. And uh, I think that relates we, well, it relates to me as I'm listening. Like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And, um, and that's good. So you just keep telling your story like that. Amen. Okay. I just like how it's just plain encouragement to just focus on the Lord and just keep going for your goal and let the Lord, you know what God has you planned for you to do. And so I appreciated that a lot. And just like not to settle for what you want right now, but like the bigger picture. Yeah. Of what God wants. Yeah, and I think too, you just seem um, to be just secure in the Lord and, and know who you are in, with your gifts. And I think sometimes some talents may be seen as more um, like if it's talent that involves doing it within church or something like that, mm. be seen as a spiritual thing. But sure. it's just so neat to, to your confidence and um, just your well being and yeah. coming to, you said your, I don't know what you call it. Um, where you put stuff out for display. Yeah, just, metal artist. Definitely. Yeah, how yeah. God can Yeah. Amen. And if there's any other artists in the room, I'd love to connect. I think, like, I think you really portrayed it really well. I myself going through a lot of struggles. It's like, it, like you, you opened up saying, 
my dreams and Moses' dreams when really, in an essence, they're all God's dreams. Right, amen. Fulfilled through his children. And how when we take hold, we try to make it ours. It's a struggle. Mm. But when we submit to the king, it becomes his. And it's just like a river. Yeah. But there's still other challenges. Amen. So I think you did a really good job of portraying that, bro. You blessed my heart, so. That's yours. <laughs> Has it been easy for you, Andrew? Or has it been a struggle? It's been a struggle. The biggest struggle, like I said, has been to believe God that um, that He'd really be that good. Like, I, I love doing that stuff. How could it be? He, he would ask me to do something harder. And I think... And, and even I went on a silent prayer retreat this weekend, and I brought some art supplies. I brought some stuff to create. And sometimes temptations would come or thoughts would come when I'm doing this, like, you know, what are you doing? You know, God isn't pleased with this. Go do something more spiritual, you know. <laughs> and it was amazing. Actually, the Holy Spirit started to speak to me. I was just praying in tongues. And uh, he, he said, he said, start taking the, start taking the yellow strip, the yellow paper you brought and cutting it into thin strips. And I'm like, wow. What? And I just kept going. I'm like, no, I gotta concentrate here. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he brought this picture before the Lord of an idea that he just gave me earlier in the week, and it was just like in a seed form. And I was like, I should like do that and see if it could actually happen. You know, like practice it with paper, but for metal. And uh, I just spent hours on it. And it was just freeing, you know. Why don't you pray for people here? How many of you have an idea what your what your core passion is? You have a pretty good sense of what that is. How many how many really you just don't have a sense of what that is? You don't have a clue or you're not real sure what that is? Okay. Usually there are more of that when I talk about this out there. Why don't you pray for those who know for whatever courage or ability to, to press through difficulties. One thing that impresses me is that uh, you seem to have, be having some fun with what God's <laughs> given you to do. And I think that's important. You know, there's a struggle to find it, but when you find it, you discover how good God is. It mm -hmm. really is fun. Mm -hmm. How many have found that out, how, that it really is fun to discover what God's doing you to do? So, why don't you pray for that, Andrew, and then somebody pray for Andrew. Can I just ask, is there any anything anybody would add? I mean, just for, for the body here. I mean, it, it could be helpful if somebody had anything to add. or. I think um, in terms of uh, what you said at, right at the end, was really good because talking about how God actually does want to line up your passions and your dreams like he actually is for you. In the past with my wife and I like having where it didn't really go out, we, we forced it thinking this is the way and then God put we at the same time praying God have your way kind of thing and then he ended up having his way which resulted in us being a little bit hurt having to be separated for a while kind of not, not break up but like separated by the country long distance sure. and so then trusting again that he actually knew what he was doing, which we now see that he, he didn't yeah. know what he was doing. Amen. Long story short, um, seeing that it's okay to step forward knowing that God's with you, like making decisions for the future again, 
to not let that hurt affect or get healed from that hurt and say, you yeah. know what, God is for your dreams and desires and He wants the best for you. And when you start to look back, you see, how, hang on, I see, I see how that works out now with my dreams. Like, yeah. oh, your, your idea is a lot better than mine. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think what you said then, it was good. It gave me encouragement saying, oh, okay, so the decisions that we're making for our future, you know, God is with us and He yeah. will lead us. And, you know, ultimately, yeah. if we're submitting to the will of God, Plus, making decisions like he'll he'll come in and he'll say he'll give you that gentle encouragement, saying, "What about now? What about this?" And so that just really I don't know. Yeah. I think it was good to have that balance of yeah. he is with you and you yeah. can make decisions in faith, right? You know, knowing that if you submit to him, he'll he'll come in. Amen. And I like I like how you said I can't remember how you said it, but like similar to me, where you just prayed once in a while, just this little prayer of you know God. We really want your way, even though, you know, trying to yeah. force your way. I must have prayed that little prayer of having God's way, like, one time out of every, you know, 10 or 15 times I prayed my selfish prayer. Yeah. But yeah. the Lord honors that, you know? Yep. And and like Paul here says, the Lord's ability to lead is so much greater than our ability yeah. to follow. So. Good. Yeah. Wow. I like what you said, hey, like what you said about Mary, Mar Mary and Martha. There was a dorm, girls' dorm, at a school I went to in Dallas, and it was called Mary Martha. Like, there's a balance between the two in some way. And I think I heard one another time that um, Mary, through her her desire to sit before the Lord, out of her intimacy with God, works came forth. Like the verse that says, "Those who know the God shall be strong and do exploits." Yeah, and I think that. I think that there was just a time, there might have been just a timing issue with Martha. Yep, right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Bingo. Mm -hmm. One more comment here, then i I just, the one thing that comes to me is what I was struggling with earlier this week is like, God, have you really equipped me and prepared me for the, what you have been called to? And then he brought me to the, the passage in 1 Corinthians that says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. Mm. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to, to shame the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. Amen. And I think, to me, that just says, I mean, and it can say to all of us that no matter how weak we seem or mm. feel or how we don't feel like we have what we need, for our dreams, that Lord, the Lord will use even the weakest of us mm -hmm. to shame the strong and to say, you know what, our God is God. Amen. That's good. Amen. Good. Really good. good. Amen. Our God is God, and that's it. That's I good want word. to pray here first, and Andrew, you join with me. This is very dear to my heart because uh, I think a lot about this for people, about their dreams. And I pray, Father, that you would convince people here that not only do they have dreams and passions, but it's one of the most exciting things that they can do. Mm. And that you can lead them into a place where they are living out of their passion. Yes. They're living out of what you put in them. And you are so good to let us do what we love to do. <laughs> Amen. And then it what brings us joy, but it also brings us pain because it connects us, it intersects us <laughs> with places of need. Mm. And so it will bring you joy, but it also will bring you pain. I bless 
Lord, these uh, friends, mm. that they are uh, waiting patiently with you, but trusting that you are much more wonderful, mm. much more outlandish in your love, much more extravagant, and that we can believe you to bring it to pass in the most beautiful way. From Hebrews 9, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works, or we could even say from soulish dream pursuits, to serve the living God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your blood. It frees us. Thank you that you walked this thank you that you walked this earth as a man who had a God-given dream to reveal the Father. And we pray, Lord, that you would reveal the Father in our hearts even now. You're living to make intercession for us. You can still fulfill your dream as the man, Jesus. Still fulfill your dream in us, God, that we may know the Father more. We may connect with Him more intimately. And as we do so, Lord, we'll be free to actually see you are so kind that we can live out those things that you put within us. That we don't have to live with some sort of white-knuckling Try not to do the things we love to do because it must not be holy. But you're so good. You're so kind, Lord. Pray that you... We know that your Spirit's here. It's been here in prayer. It's been here in worship. It's been here through the Word, Lord. And I pray that you meet, continue to meet with us, Lord. Don't, don't relent. Don't, don't turn back, Lord. Just continue to meet with us as we meet with small groups, Lord. Meet our, meet our felt needs. Meet the needs that we don't know that we have, Lord. Bless us, Lord. Surprise us. Give us, give us dreams that we haven't even thought of before. Give us ideas, whether that means cutting yellow construction paper or just the next step for our, for our dreams, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We honor you. It's all about you, Jesus. Amen. So let's go ahead and break up into small groups and go at it. Hi, girls.